Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake with myself and BBD as we are here Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. We looked that up. That's the appropriate way to say it. Um, so a lot of you are probably uh, having an off day. Hope you're enjoying it if you're not. Um, well, maybe you're listening to some Wake and Jake. Uh, and I want to talk some big boys, some playoff odds. Uh, and this will kind of be a teaser episode this week as we have the big Foolish Bailey, all old team coming up on Wednesday's episode. But what I want to talk about, uh, and it's it's the beauty of sports, the the part that can't be scripted that makes sports the best. Baseball is best, Sarah Langs. The New York Yankees, thirty nine and thirty three, uh, plus twenty six run differential. They just got swept, lost four in a row. With Aaron Judge and Harrison Bader, people are leaving that out a little too much, especially after watching Rizzo struggle recently. There's an argument that Bader is the the second best, I don't know, five-tool player on the team. I keep wanting to say two-way, but Otani's kind of blowing that for us. What Bader does in center, yeah, when he brings anything with the bat, it's bonus, and especially watching the Yankees' defense recently. Um, and he should be back. We'll find out when Judge, the quotes on that are getting weirder. We haven't seen Rodon. <clears throat> Nestor Cortez was getting hit, and then he got hurt. Sevy's been bad, but he showed some signs of life. That uh, For the Yankees, it kind of comes down to Judge and the rest of the injuries, right? Like Stanton rushed his rehab, so he's been bad. I expect Stanton to hit at some point. Um Honestly, without Judge, and if the other guys are healthy and contributing, they're a little better than 500 baseball team, probably. But other guys have been hurt, and even the guys playing haven't been contributing. That's made them 8-13 and 13 without Aaron Judge. 8-13. and 13. So, Yankees fans, we sit there. We're going to wait for that timeline. And let's be honest, Rodon is probably going to be on a similar timeline that the Yankees are, the Yankees are in survival mode till the All-Star break. That kind of stinks. That's not as fun as other things. So I mentioned that the Yankees are 39 and 33. So are your Houston Astros, 39 and 33. Uh, Plus 48 run differential, also an L4 uh, in their column as they just got swept by the Cincinnati Reds, who have the sauce right now. Uh, Jordan Alvarez has been out. For the Houston Astros, and, you know, think about guys who can one dot in the middle of your lineup. Aaron Judge, Jordan Alvarez, Shohei Otani can also pitch. And has the other guy in baseball that can one dot pretty easily hitting after him. Um, Offense. This is the year of offense. The shift is gone. I've been on this kind of early, and I'm going to keep believing in it. Guess where the Houston Astros rank starting pitching ERA? I mean, I typically guess first for them, but given where they are, I don't know. Second. Houston Astros are second in starting pitching ERA. Guess what they are in bullpen ERA? They're fourth. So, pitching all around, you're looking at a top five unit. You're looking at a top three unit. They're who we thought we were on that end. And, you know, they've still been missing guys there, but they Hunter Brown has, like, fully broken out. Framber Valdez has been one of the best pitchers in baseball, and Javier, a stud too with 
Presley, Abreu, Neris uh, on the back end. Uh, and that's without, like, Stanek, Montero, Maton. Their, their pen's starting to fill out even more. Um, it's the year of offense, and if you can't put up runs in a big way, it's hard to compete against a Texas Rangers. It's hard to compete against the Tampa Bay Rays. It's hard to compete against the Atlanta Braves. Um, Altuve had a four-hit day the other day. They were waiting for him to come back. He's still not necessarily world-beating, but... You know, he should be a Jose Altuve. Bregman picked it up for a stretch, but his numbers aren't crazy. Kyle Tucker's been really good. Um, but when they're missing Jordan in the middle of that lineup, another lefty. How about this, BBD? Right now, a starting lineup for the Astros, there's only one lefty, Kyle Tucker. That's been my, that's kind of been my complaint with the Yankees for a couple years there. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel challenging if you have a good righty on the mound. Uh, so, obviously, when you have Jordan and Kyle Tucker in the top four or five, that's kind of you enough. Have, <laughs> you have two of the like, conservatively two, top, like, 15 lefties. but Two premier lefties. Who else, uh, who else used to be lefty for them? I guess Brantley. Brantley. Brantley's been hurting out uh, kind of the whole time, too. So, Houston... 17th in batting average, 21st in on-base percentage, 18th in OPS, and I, I would bet, kind of like you can do with Yankees numbers, pretty good. You know, if you... Jordan was still having a year this year. Jordan had 17 homers. He had a 978 OPS. So, like, if you take out Jordan, Jordan's stats with Houston, that offense is probably, like... Close to a bottom five offense? Close to a bottom seven? Depending however you want to finagle the numbers. Year of offense. No shift. So, they're waiting for Jordan Alvarez to come back. Um, and then the Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers. And this is where things get really interesting. Because for them, everything I said about the year of offense isn't necessarily true. Uh, the Dodgers have banged. They're fourth in OPS, fourth in runs, third in homers. Uh, the batting average is 20th, but the on-base is 10th. So, like, you know, they're, they're still getting on. Um, although, when you're not getting as many hits, it can be frustrating. We've seen this with some teams in the past. Like, you know, passing the baton and on-base percentage can be cool. It can also be a lane for other pitchers to walk you and attack the next guy if you don't have an advantageous count. Um, or, you know, sometimes there's... The double play can be set up. I'm not saying pitchers are necessarily intentionally trying to set up a double play and give walks, but um, would you rather throw a borderline 3-1 pitch or would you rather throw a 3-1 cookie down the middle? You, you throw the 3-1 pitch and you fight the other day. Um, With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Max Muncy did just get hurt for them. Uh, otherwise, their lineup... Um I don't know. Mookie and Freddie have been studs. Same with Will Smith. Same with J.D. Martinez. Uh, that second half of the lineup, I think some guys have come and gone. Remember when James Outman, uh, we talked about him actually last time we talked with Foolish. 
Uh, Miguel Vargas hasn't fully gone, but he's also been fine. But their their offense has not been the problem. It is the Los Angeles Dodgers pitching, which they were one of the pitching factories of baseball. Like every year, just the stats were on repeat. Starting like starting pitching one, bullpen ERA one. I think they had that one year. Um, and it just seemed like everyone they tapped into, I, you've heard me rant and rave about Tony Gonsolin because go look at his stat page and you're like, that's, that's someone that would be a franchise's prized possession for the Dodgers. He's been like a bonus piece for years. This year he has not been because right now the listed Dodgers rotation on fan graphs is Clayton Kershaw. Sure. Good about him. Emmett Sheehan. New to the game. Kid from New York, rooting for him, had a really good debut, but Emmett Sheehan wasn't in your book as of a week and a half ago. Bobby Miller, new to our book, looks nasty. Still a kid. And Tony Gonsolin, Catterday. That's their listed foreman uh, for the Dodgers. Their listed foreman on the IL, Walker Bueller, Dustin May, Julio Urias, Noah Syndergaard. So... They can go eight deep on you pretty quick, and that's without mentioning Ryan Pepio. Keep him on the back burner for now. And with that being said, the starting pitching hasn't been horrible. I, they're 16th in ERA, and that can be conflated. They're fifth in whip. So, like, six in hits per nine. They're, their starting pitching hasn't been the problem. It has been the bullpen where the Dodgers in previous years have been dominant. So they haven't had necessarily that true slam-the-door closer. I think everyone always assumed it would be Bruce Starr just because he has the wipeout stuff. Evan Phillips had a run there where his stats were disgusting, and he was kind of that guy. But also I think his name is just slightly too boring. Yeah, the like, name and look. Like the, to just be the vibe isn't... Dominant closer Evan Phillips. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's just a me thing. Um, and he's been good this year, which is fine. Um, right now in their bullpen, uh, they are missing Daniel Hudson, who's been really good for them. Blake Trinan, who's awesome, and another guy that was kind of, when we were taking bets on Dodger closers, Blake Trinan uh, was one of those guys. Alex Reyes was kind of a flyer from them. I know uh, Fire Eisen has some times when he's been good. Uh, Jimmy Nelson, I think, has gotten some run for them in past years. But the Dodgers' bullpen, that feels like something we've never said on like the history of talking baseball or anything like that. In uh, the NL West, we haven't talked too much divisions with these, you know, three big boys in the landscape of baseball. The Giants feel like they came. Sorry. Um, Trevor's been big on it. It's a weird mix of talent and the Giants seem to tap into stuff and they play matchups and Logan Webb is really good. They just called up top, top prospect Luis Matos and the Giants just swept the Dodgers. The Padres haven't really gone yet. They're right below 500 and they literally can't sell. That they're going to stay in and around the mix. The Baby Snakes... They're the most daunting option because at some point they're going to run into a funk 
And it's just how much can they straighten out the ship? Because they've got, you know, the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres will be nipping at their heels. So interested to see that for my baby snakes and where they land. But right now it has the Dodgers 81% to make the playoffs, 40% to win the division. Interesting. It has the Yankees. Uh, 58.9% to make the playoffs, 4% to win the division. And it has the Houston Astros, 52% to make the playoffs, 22% of that is to win the division. So, what the Rays has, have done is makes it really hard for any other team to win the East without them having some sort of unforeseen collapse. The AL West, you cannot believe in the Rangers because they haven't made you believe. You cannot believe in the Angels for a lot of those reasons they haven't made you believe. Um, I think that's interesting that half, half of the Astros' chance to make the playoffs from fan graphs feels like they have to win the West, which you never rule out. Get them, Jordan. It looks like they're playing the Mets with Hunter Brown, Framber, and Javier. Whoo, that's going to be fun. I might watch that tonight. Hunter Brown and Scherzer. Framber and Verlander, the return. And then Javier and Tyler McGill. If you're the Astros, I guess keep that division in range as long as you can. Because not having hope in the division really hurts right now. Because the Yankees just feel like, all right, we're already chasing a wild card. Like, get the three games set ready. Hope your pitching's healthy and we'll go from there. And that's a really sucky feeling. Um, If I had to pick one of these teams to not make the playoffs, do you have a lean BBD? It's tough, man. I mean, I... I don't like where my lean is between these three, which I think tells you what my lean is. Not knowing the true Aaron Judge injury, which was a chunk of our Talking Yanks episode last night. If you told me Judge is out till August 1st, I think you pick the Yankees. I mean, they their roster is bizarre right now. Um, yeah. I mean, all three of them, I, I guess, are currently in a playoff position if season ends today. Technically, so would they be the would they be a play in? Because aren't don't they have the same record? I I believe play ins are dead, They're dead. But they so haven't played be, yet. They haven't played them. It'd be some tiebreaker. It's like five things that they will play by the end. So Houston, they also play the Dodgers this weekend. So mm. interesting week for the Astros. Uh, yeah, I guess without knowing the judge stuff, that team is just completely different. Um, like that's where the eight and 13 without Aaron judge, however long that goes. And that's not ruling out, you know, another possible injury or something like that. Just being so dependent on him, like the Dodgers bullpen, we could look up in two weeks and be like. You know, over the last two weeks, they've actually been the best bullpen in baseball. And you go, okay. They, they solved something. That, 
That kind of makes sense. They're the they're, Dodgers. They're one of the teams similar to the Yankees. The Yankees are the best at it, but they, they can build a bullpen on the fly and figure it out and all that. I mean, Yankees, they, they don't hit at all if they don't have Judge. Or play defense. Their defense, for how, like we said last night, for how much they put an emphasis on it before last season, they don't do defense at all. Um, the starting pitching outside of Cole, who are you? When playoffs even come, who are you banking right. on? They have a bunch of guys who I think have performed enough, but we would say all of them besides Rodon, if he's around, I'd rather they be in the bullpen for a playoff game. And, I, and then the, their bullpen has been great objectively by every stat. They could, similar to the Dodgers, I suppose, they could use a new best reliever. It would be really nice. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty, it's crazy. And this is, I guess this is obnoxious Yankee fans. It hasn't felt like the best bullpen in baseball. I It's felt good. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's felt like we've we've gotten the results. They've blown very few games over the course of a year. Every bullpen will blow some. Yeah, but. maybe that says a lot around the league and... Um, Yankees bullpen has been good And I, I guess that's the other thing I'd come back to Is leaning on your strength Like The Yankees current strength would be their bullpen And then I guess When Aaron Judge is around They they were good And Bader And potentially Rodon um, If you're Houston you lean on your pitching altogether And you know Bregman, Tucker, Pena Whoever gets hot Jordan comes back You should be covered there Maybe you can add another strategic bat. I don't know. And if you're the Dodgers, it feels like just one thing needs to be fixed, and it's the thing that's the most fixable in baseball. So, yeah, if you're being honest with yourself and you had to place a bet on it, probably lean the Yanks, which is a little scary. Um, and speak yeah, the Yanks are the toughest path. And speaking of... Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly... It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Moneda. I was thinking of another interesting exercise. Uh... Because I've, I've been in a whirlwind, and I, I think it's been, like, bad podcasting, bad YouTube. But it, I really just don't get who will be buying or selling, and maybe the answer all along is just going to be, like, really nobody, the A's, the Nats. I'm not convinced any of the NL Central will sell. Like, even the Cardinals. I think they'll retool... I think they've needed to do that probably before the season, right? How much have we talked about Cardinals outfield? I think they'll retool. I don't think they're going to sell. I don't think the Cubbies are going to sell. You know, they're four games out right now. 
like a good series and they're they're contending for the NL Central. The Royals don't really have pieces to sell. White Sox probably should, but they can somehow be in the mix. Mariners doesn't feel like they can sell on their season. So I wanted to go back and I wanted to list before the season. These are odds as of February 24th, Jess's birthday. So the number one odds to win the World Series this year at plus 600 was the Houston Astros. Defending champs, go to the ALCS every year, sure. Why not? We just talked about them. If things don't kind of change, them going to the playoffs is currently up in the air. The number two team, and this is probably skewed by their fan base a little bit, the New York Yankees. I don't know. They did bring in Rodon. That was supposed to be significant. They won the East last year, added Rodon. People thought young players might be good. Like we just talked about, in jeopardy of making the playoffs. As it stands today. It's honest. Third best odds? The New York Mets. Hmm. Who are currently out of the playoffs. Have not shown signs of life this year at all. Still very much can. There's still, you know, three and a half months left of this deal. But. How bad has it been over there? Fourth best team. Odds coming into the season. Los Angeles Dodgers. Just mentioned again. You know, do I think the Dodgers, Yankees, and Astros are going to miss the playoffs? No. Do I think one of them can miss the playoffs? Absolutely. So, and that's with the Mets in between them. Right in the middle of this list is the Atlanta Braves, who they were plus 900 coming into the year. They felt dominant kind of all around. They almost haven't had pitching. They've just had a bunch of young kids pitching. Their offense has joined the ranks with the Rays and the Rangers. That Okay, them at plus 900, fifth best odds. Nice. Solid. After the Braves, Padres and Phillies. Phillies just joined this season. I think they would be in the playoffs if they started today, but I think that's new. Uh, the San Diego Padres would not be. I have Phillies is just out. Phillies would be just out as of today. First so, team out. Again, just... Does it not feel kind of bizarre that now the first seven teams I've listed, there's only one that feels like a lock to make the postseason, and that's the Braves? Well, let me continue on, because after the Phillies, it's the Blue Jays. Currently out of the playoffs. After them, it's the Mariners. Currently out of the playoffs. So your top nine teams, World Series odds-wise, only one is a lock to make the playoffs as of now. Do I think a chunk of these teams are going to make the playoffs? Yes. Oh. Five out of nine? That's for you. The 10th team that now seems like the best ticket to have is the Tampa Bay Rays. Hmm. They were at 10th coming into the season. They had the same odds as 
the St. Louis Cardinals. Tied at 10, basically mm-hmm. the most the most achieving a team in baseball, overachieving? Overachieving. How do you say that? Like I guess they've been overachieving, but exceeded expectations. It doesn't necessarily feel like the ship is coming down. Like I feel like if you say overachieving, that feels like you're implying the shoe will drop. That the there's less achieving to be have. Like there's a chance they are just achieving that. Yeah. They're not who they, we thought we they've were. They've achieved the most. Either way, Rays and uh, Cardinals, both not the tenth best team. No. I think like one in twenty seven. Um, so yeah, if you really want to extrapolate it further, after the Cardinals was the Guardians, who they're currently currently out and have not been a part of the season. White Sox, same for two years. Then Brewers, Angels, Giants, Texas Rangers, Baltimore Orioles. So yeah, I guess, how about if I slice it like this? The first nine teams listed, the Atlanta Braves are the only lock to make the playoffs. I would say four or five of those teams will end up making the playoffs. Of the next nine, Tampa is a lock. The Texas Rangers are a lock. It's hard to say the Baltimore Orioles aren't a lock. I know a lot of baseball can still happen, but that record's a lot really of the good. a lot of the websites percentage wise still aren't bought into the Baltimore Orioles. They have the same record as the Texas Rangers, like without the Rays. If the Rays played in the NL Central, we would be talking about the Orioles the same way we talk about the Texas Rangers. So in that next nine, you have two locks, I think, in the Orioles and the Rays. You also have, you know, if you start playing the maybe game, the Brewers are the best chance to win the NL Central. I'm not buying any stock. The Giants and the Angels are both there, and it feels like one of those might happen. The bottom crew coming into the season. How about my snakes, man? They were plus 10,000. Same as the Tigers. (laughs) They were between the Tigers and the Royals. I mean, to win the World Series... Is that to double-check? Is this to win the World Series? To win the World Series, so... I get it. But I don't. Marlins are down there. So, I don't know. I I guess part of the reason I want to do this exercise is that I've felt... I felt uncomfortable about the trade deadline. I felt uncomfortable about where this season is going to go because I feel like we're at the point of the year where it should be like, you know... Name your playoff teams. I got nothing. Teams that I can stamp. And we've watched two and a half months of baseball. The two teams that I can stamp that will be going to the playoffs, going to the playoffs, are the Rays and the Braves. I will stamp the Rangers, too. They're really good. They've built... All around. Even if it falls apart for some amount of time, they have, they've built up some leeway. The 
they, they can have a bad month. So, I, don't, I mean, hey, maybe we need to check in June 19th next year. Um, but that feels oddly low. That feels oddly low. Um, and the only reason I've, I fully put Texas in over, say, Baltimore, who I just defended a little bit, uh, the run differential stuff is is impressive. Like I'm I'm not the biggest run differential guy. I think that can get skewed a little bit, but to a certain degree, the Braves are plus one hundred run differential. The Rays are plus one forty three. The Rangers plus one forty eight. Best run differential in baseball. So yeah, you have to you have to stamp that. Even though you may not believe in the uniform, you should believe in that team. They're really good. Yeah. Not. It's not like sliding down the standings slightly. Like Orioles are plus 38, Angels are plus 25. It's not like you're saying, oh, because of that, I believe in the Orioles way more. Like Rangers are lapping them. Yes, lap- multiple Orioles, times. the next team. Like they're, it's a very, very, very real number. I mean, Angels, Yanks have the same run differential. Yanks are one better. Uh, Astros are better than the Orioles. So, you know, that's yeah. something you can you could lean into if you want. Within uh, any given set of... 20 runs, you can get be fluky. But. Man, how it all tries into, ties into the trade deadline and all of that, I'm uh, so I'm interested so interested to see who taps out. Um, I think I'm going to tap out for now. A shorter episode, it's a holiday, uh, and we have a huge episode coming up with Foolish this week. The all-old team. Um, Fun draft. 33-plus, couple stipulations. Uh, some positions had to be 35-plus. Tune in. We had a lot of fun. There were some goofs, some gaffes, some giggles. Um, make sure you guys are subscribed and everything, and thank you. We'll Sub- see. Subscribe if you haven't. If you did that plus 10,000 D-backs bet, right now it'd be plus 3,000. I'd cash out. I'd cash that out. See you guys. <laughs>